Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. That's right, it's time to talk to our guy Joey Vitale here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. What's up, Joe? Hey, boys, what's going on? We got Blues, Stars, hockey, regular season in two days. That's what's going on, baby. Can't wait. Oh, man, this preseason really did me in this year. More, more so than all the other years. I don't know what it was, but it was long. It was it was a bit more exhausting than the past. Maybe the playoff, the non-playoffs. You were, you were chomping yeah, at the bit. I think that's what it was. It was a long, it was a long offseason there. And I think a lot of the – I talked to some of the players about this last week in Dallas. There is this thing where they're talking about, I'm sure you guys have probably covered it, but they're going maybe 84 games next year and just squashing that last week of preseason. So essentially that last week of preseason might turn into a, the first week of the regular season and then jump up to 84 games, and I, I really hope those rumors are true. Joey, this is the first time we've had an opportunity to talk to you since the roster was essentially finalized. Anything stand out to you there? Well, I think Tyler Tucker – of course, is is one of the big standouts, without a doubt. You know, the way he, he came into camp, I think he just did so many great things last year that kind of set up a great camp for him. You know, and then he had a great offseason. He looks bigger, looks stronger. I think he really kind of soaked up that rest and recovery. Uh, so to me, that that is number one. I think the second, the biggest one was, I was unsure to see what Oscar Sundquist's health would really look like. Uh, I thought maybe coming to camp and it'd be a little bit slow. I thought maybe... Would Craig Bruby have a decision about, you know, Oscar and his health and his, his pace? But to me, he, he looks about as good as he looked going back to the 18-19 season when they win the Stanley Cup. He finally had a summer of full rest, full recovery. You know, he had those double hips and knee procedures done. The summer heading into the 21 season, and then that's where he really slowed down. Of course, that was also the year that they dealt him to Detroit. Detroit then moved him to Minnesota the following year, and then Right after last season, he finally had a summer to, to himself. So that was really great and encouraging to see Oscar Sundquist as well. Joey, any surprise with Mackenzie McEachern and Nathan Walker uh, being on the waiver list headed down to Springfield? I don't think so, Jamie. I mean, I know you watched some of the games as well. I think that, you know, for Nathan Walker, he's in a different situation than Mackenzie McEachern. I think they know exactly what Nathan Walker is. I think that he's had a really great career for himself, especially for a guy that is that small. It's very hard for a player like that to have a long career in the National Hockey League. There are the exceptions, uh, Dio Flurries, you look recently at Nathan Gerby. But this is really hard for, for how fast and how big and how physical the game is for a younger, smaller guy like him to, to really keep up. But he's done a great job doing it. Wins a cup in Washington. He stuck around a long time. 
But to, to them, I think that he really is that like leadership piece in Springfield where you know when you call him up, he's just going to give you 130%. And that's exactly what he did in camp. I mean, he could not have done anything better, in my opinion. I think that he just was already slotted as being one of those first-call veteran guys they know they can depend on, and they know what he's going to bring every single game. So I don't think that he had necessarily had a bad camp. I think he actually had a really good camp, but I think the writing was on the wall for him early on. Mackenzie McEachern was a little bit different. It was an interesting signing because he had so much trouble finding the lineup when he was here in St. Louis. I think he found some good success with Carolina in that little playoff stretch they went on last year. So a lot more attention was drawn to Mackenzie McEachern. Um, the tools that he has are incredible, right? He can skate fast. He can get in on the forecheck. Uh, pretty dependable as far as coming out of the zone. I just don't know if McKenzie really has taken it to that level or that step that really separates him from the rest of the pack. Like, everyone had something. You have to bring something different that no one else does. I mean, you know how it is. got to find that role, and you got to do something different. Even like a Nick Ritchie. He struggled with the pace at times. Uh, he struggled uh, with, you know, the, the energy and, and being physical. But one thing is, no, no doubt about him, is he can, he can fight and he can play that nasty brand of hockey. So that's what separates him, which has kept him in the league a lot longer. For Mackenzie McEachern, you know, I don't know if he did really anything in camp that, that separated himself enough for Craig Berube to say, okay, he's our guy here uh, and for this reason. Joe, if we go to the defense core here, eight defensemen kept on the roster. Obviously, uh, the waiver process uh, you know, played a little bit of a part in that as well. But when you look at Scott Perunovic, uh, you know what, for you, just you being a hockey guy, watching him play, you know, what would be a successful season for Scott Perunovic? A successful season for Scotty, uh, Jamie, I think would be a healthy one. Let's start there. I think that, you know, he wins the Hobie Baker in Minnesota. A ton of college success. And he'd be the first one to tell you that college hockey and pro hockey are two very, very different beasts. I think he knew that. He learned that right off the hop. And unfortunately for, for Scotty, he got banged up two years back-to-back. And not, not just banged up, but, but injuries requiring surgery. And I'll never forget running into him in New York when Blues were on that long five, six-day road trip in New York a couple years ago. Elevator opens, he comes on, and at the time he was injured for a long time. So it was surprising seeing him in the hotel there. And then you can just tell that he was really upset. And he was in New York to get to get a procedure done on his shoulder at the time. But just that those few, few small moments, you just saw how discouraged he was. So here's a young man that has just dealt with a lot of injuries. And so I would say, number one, a successful season would be to stay healthy. Uh, number two, I think pretty soon, quickly, hopefully, you are in trust with Mike Weber and, and Craig Berube that you can be out there and be solidified in that 5-6 bottom pair and run a second power play. I mean, dependable, run a power play. I think that that is what hurt him a little bit in camp uh, heading into the season right now is that he, I don't know if he really ever got that second power play unit going all camp long to the point where he was really comfortable. And this is not a knock on him because he's dealing with so many different players. I mean, you got Radcliffe, you got you know, Zach Bolduke, you got Kevin Hay. I mean, so many different guys in interchangeable parts, so it's not easy. But I think for him to get in there, to stay in there, to get in, get in the rhythm of this new defensive scheme, uh, just to be patient in the D zone, uh, to not overextend himself, to make the simple play. I mean, you were a defenseman. You know how it is for a young guy. It could be intimidating, especially coming off injuries. I think for him to start making just that simple pass, that simple play, uh, get up, get out of the zone quickly, get off after 30 seconds, and then from there you can start to build. Then you start getting confidence, maybe get more playing time. I think that hopefully manifests itself 
and the confidence it takes for a young man to run a, run a power play, which is very hard to do, as we all know, uh, on that second unit of the blue line. Last thing for Joe Vitale here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Joe, how, how do the Blues win games this year? Like, if you, if you were to pick out an identity, something they fall back on, the, or just fill in the blank, the Blues are going to win games this way. What do you think is going to be their most consistent strength? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, the, to me, they have to be okay with low-scoring games. They have to get back to that. You know, we saw it a little bit there in Dallas. They, were, they only had a 2 nothing lead for the most majority of the game. Now, they ended up scoring a couple power play goals late uh, last week to make, I think, 4 nothing was the final. But up to that point, Dallas had nothing. And, again, everything comes with a caveat. I, I get it. There was, it was not Dallas' roster. Uh, but there were still players on the ice. And Dallas really just did not have a sniff. And that was the Blues' full roster, if you remember right. That was about as close to the full roster as we're going to see here on Thursday night in Dallas. So to me, I love the way they got the lead early, and they were just okay with it being one nothing for a very long time. And then they made it two, and they were still okay with it. I think they got here because, quite frankly, they needed to just outscore the other team, which I know sounds pretty obvious in the sport of hockey. You have to outscore your opponent to win. But what I mean by that is it was almost punch for punch. They'd allow two, and then they did, okay, we got to get up on the rush. we got to activate our D. we got to score two more. And then they would score two more. And then before you know it, it was a 6-4 game after three periods. And I think they have to get back to just being okay, being poised with it, being one nothing, or even being down one nothing in the third period. That's what they were so good at in 18. They were so very conservative. They were a very patient defensive zone. And at times they were down. But they kind of stuck with it, stuck with it. And eventually, through their offensive zone time and through the frustration of their opponent by not really getting much offensively, by the third period they kind of took over games. I mean, that was what was so special about the 18-19 season. They just rope a dope teams in for two periods, and by the third, they just kind of came out, kept playing the same way. The other team got away from their game plan, and they took advantage. So I think that that, you know, with this new defensive scheme, which is much more patient, much more poised, you know, sit back, protect the middle. You have to be okay with other teams being in your zone for a while. You have to block shots. Uh, and when you do that, I think the frustration will manifest itself into a point where then St. Louis can take advantage. And it may only be one. It may only be two goals you get in that game. But you've got to be okay with those low-scoring games, and most importantly, you've got to be okay with defending first. Joey, great stuff. Looking forward to listening to you on the call in a couple of days, man. we got play. We got uh, regular season hockey coming up, coming up here on Thursday. So looking forward to the season. Thanks, Joey. Hey, sounds good, boys. You guys have a great weekend. You too.